Hello and welcome to BCL Coast to Coast, the official podcast of the Basketball Champions League. My name is Austin Green. There are no games in the Champions League this week as the BCL took a bit of a break, but we still wanted to put a podcast out for you. So joining me for that, as he does every week, is David Hein over in Germany. Dave, how's it going this week? No breaks for for coast to coast. <laughs> we got to keep the podcast going. Joining us on this week's episode, Tomas Dimsa of Lid Cabelis, the Lithuanian side, has won two games in a row. So we wanted to get Tomas on the show uh, to talk about some of the things going on with that club in Group A. Dave, before we get to the interview, there is some good stuff on the official website, championsleague.basketball right now, including your most recent article. Uh, why don't you tell the people who you wrote about this week? Uh, yeah, I wrote about uh, Saragossa's uh, young 18-year-old, uh, Carlos Ellison, uh, who, uh, yeah, I guess is one of the contenders for the best young player uh, to, to, to seed uh, uh, Tamir Blatt, who won the award last year. Um, yeah, just uh, uh, went into his history, his background, uh, and uh, yeah, kind of uh, drew some comparisons in a way with Ricky Rubio, just because a lot of the the a lot of a lot of the accomplishments that he has um, that he has been able to. Uh, compile over his young career kind of uh, kind of went along with uh, with rookie Rubio you know he was he was the 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 fourth youngest I think the fourth youngest player in ACB history um, and uh, I think the third youngest I know I should probably <laughs> I know I should probably notice my heart since I wrote the article but what well, Ricky Rubio was beat was was uh, was actually the youngest guy um, and he was actually younger Allison was younger than like than Luka Doncic uh, uh, to make his his ACB debut, um, and uh, he was also I think the third youngest to to, to debut. Again, I should probably know this. Sorry, read the article and you know exactly uh, to 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 debut for the Spanish national team. Rookie Rubio obviously was very young, you know, deba- de- debuting for this uh, for this for the senior national team. Uh, he also won an under sixteen European Championship with which which Allison did as well. Ricky Rubio as well. So there's like comparisons again. I'm not like saying he's Ricky Rubio, but you know, definitely a, a, a big talent. He also talks briefly about uh, the what it means to to sign a five year deal with Real Madrid. He's on loan this season, uh, at least this season with uh, with uh, Saragossa, which is his home club, his hometown uh, club. Um, so yeah, that's basically what it, what it, uh, what it, what it's about. Uh, Saragossa talent, Allison career, similar to that of Rubio and it is on uh, champions league.basketball. All right. So make sure you go check that out and everything else on the official website. There will be more articles going up throughout the week, even though there weren't any games this week. Uh, I'm sure Deacon and Igor are, are working on something. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you follow the Champions League at BasketballCL on Twitter and Instagram and check out the official YouTube page to watch all of the games in full from this season or, of course, just to check out some highlights. All right, Dave, let's jump into our interview with Tomas Dimsa from Lead Cabelis. Dave and I will catch you on the other side of the interview to preview game day seven. All right. So on the show this week, we have Tomas Dimsa from Lead Cabelis. Uh, Tomas, thanks for taking some time out to be on the show. 
Thank you. Um, after after losing uh, the first four games this year in the BCL, Elite uh, Cabellas has now won two games in a row. Uh, what would you say were the keys to success in the games, in the victories against uh, Tyrone and, and Strasbourg? I think, uh, first of all, we had a good game plan, and I think that we followed it very well. Of course, it's very difficult to keep the following our plan when we are playing against teams like this. And Strasbourg and uh, also Toron are very strong teams, so that's why they they came back to the game. So against Strasbourg and Toron, we were up and down, up and down. So just because they are really good teams, I think that's why. Uh, against Strasbourg, you were leading by 16, um, and they and they came back and actually took the lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, and then you guys eventually uh, did get the victory. Uh, how important was it for you uh, to win that game, especially since it was on the road? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, just we are like a new team, and uh, we got like from the beginning of the season, we are like I don't know, always up and down, and, and to keep our uh, our uh, how to say. To be always up against teams, it's very hard, and uh, and I think to win a away games is very important because it's this is how the way to continue fighting for the playoffs. So if you could keep losing all the, all that away games, we don't have a chance to, to be in playoffs. And uh, of course, Lee Cabellas uh, had to go through the second qualifying round, and um, you were actually losing by twenty one points to Kravnos in the first leg, yeah. and then uh, won by sixteen. You had that crazy. Uh, thirty-one to three-quarter, um, yeah. and and basically those ten minutes, ten minutes carried you guys into the regular season. Uh, I know that's probably <laughs> almost a, a long time ago. Maybe just how do you yeah. go back? How, you know, how do you remember that fourth quarter uh, back in Cyprus? I mean, I think that, that as I told that our uh, our beginning of the season was like a roller coaster. So. But uh, you know, this it was a new team, and we had a some some time to get used to each other. But I think the last quarter we showed that how we can play all season. So that's that's how, how we did the last quarter. It was crazy amazing. But we are happy for this that we made the regular season. Have you ever experienced a quarter like that before? Can you repeat? Sorry. Have you ever experienced a quarter like that before? Uh, yeah, I think no. I think no. That's thirty-one three. It's, it's I think it's like record for for me personally for sure. <laughs> yeah, and Thomas, let's move to you personally. You're from Kaunas, and basketball, of course, is is king in Lithuania. Uh, so when did you start playing basketball? Yeah, like as, as you said, it's, it's it's like for every children in Lithuania, it's like. It's like a dream to play basketball. As I was also was a kid, uh, I was playing outside with the older kids, and you know, my my, my parents uh, saw how, how that I'm doing uh, pretty well, and they bring me to the first practice in Kona. Yeah, and, and you started in the in the Zalgiris system. Uh, who were some of your basketball role models uh, when you when you first started playing, and maybe through your teenage years? I don't think that I had like a like a players like a role model for me, but I was in that time when I was in Zalgiris, I I played with the Yavtokas, Yesikavichus, Yankunas, and I always try to learn from them as much as possible. So 
it's not like they are my role models, but I try to, to take whatever is possible from them. Yeah, and, and after playing two seasons with uh, with the Zalgiris Pro team, uh, including in the EuroLeague, you decided to move to Germany uh, to the Fraport Skyliners. Uh, what, why mm-hmm. did you decide to make that move to Germany? So my contract with Zalgiris ended, and uh, my agent found uh, a club in Germany, it was Frankfurt, and it was a very valuable and good experience. But unfortunately, injuries didn't let me to prove and show my talent, uh, so that's why I had to came back to Lithuania. So it was great memory, great experience, but it is what it is, you know. Sometimes this happens. You you mentioned the injuries. You had a back problem, also an ankle issue, and that really, you know, t- you know, you started the season really well. Um, actually, remember you coming over and and was interested in see how you do. Uh, maybe just how frustrating was it for you to go th- through that stretch. Um, really, you know, going back and looking at you played four games with the fro with the pro team uh, over mm-hmm. a five month stretch. Maybe just how frustrating that was. You know, you coming to another country and really trying to prove yourself. Yeah, that was very frustrating. But you know, I had to go through through this this thing. So I just tried to to, to get back as as soon as possible, and I was trying to do my best. But you know the injuries is like a part of basketball, so I couldn't do nothing. What is what was on me, I I didn't. But you know, sometimes this happens. And yeah, and then and then so after playing with uh, with the second team in Frankfurt, you in, you returned to Lithuania, played for Vitautis. Uh, was that decision to kind of like try to get your career back on track? Yeah, of course. You, when you got not uh, not the best season, you, you're going somewhere else, and this was the best option for me to to go there and to play as much minutes as I can. So. Yeah, and and you mentioned you moved to Italy uh, in April 2018 uh, to play with Varese. Uh, what what did you gain from that experience going over to Italy and, and playing in a new country again? Mm-hmm. It was one month till the end of the season, and I just played a couple of games. So it was really hard, but. But uh, that was again great experience to drive myself in a, such a strong league and team. But it was not enough time to to show my my best there. So yeah, and and now you're back in Lithuania playing in the Champions League. Uh, what what does it mean to you to be able to play in in the BCL and you know kind of show show your skills on the uh, the European level against uh, other competition? Yeah, after after a couple after Euroleague, I didn't play anywhere else in Europe, so that was the main thing this summer to sign somewhere to to play in some European competition. And as Lefkabelis offered me, I couldn't couldn't say no, and I just just wanted to come here and to show my best. We wanted to ask a couple of national team questions uh, in in 2010 at the under 16 European Championship. Uh, you you reached the final. Uh, playing with you was uh, uh, Marius Gorgonis. Um, you had a couple of losses and then went all the way to the final, where you lost to Croatia. Uh, I believe the Croatia mm-hmm. with uh, Dario Saric, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe just you yeah. know silver silver medal. How do you how do you go and uh, when you when you when you hear the 2010 U16 European Championship, what do you remember? I mean, it was a really long time ago, so I don't remember much. But yeah, as I remember, the 
just like being 16 years old and getting into the final was something amazing. And to, to make into the national team, it was something amazing. And I don't know, it was something for, for, for us kids, it was something that we had never dreamed about. So to make him, to play in the final was amazing experience. Yeah, and then you had had some more success at the 2013 U19 World Cup. Uh, you and, and Grigonis carried Lithuania to the semifinals where you lost to USA, but then you beat Australia for third place at the World mm-hmm. Cup. Uh, how did it how did it feel to get a medal in such a big tournament like that? I mean, uh, none of us have played in such a big tournament before, and and, and to play in the in the for the medal in the World Cup and beating such a strong team, so I think it will stay in the memories forever. And it was uh, again great, great, great memories. Great, uh, it was a great team for us. We had uh, really good guys, and uh, to to win the medal in this under 19 World Championship was amazing. And then in 2017, a tournament that that probably many people don't really know is the the Universidad, Universidad that's the University Games. Uh, in yeah. in Chinese Taipei, and you actually won the tournament with Lithuania. Uh, what was that experience like for you? Um, you know, to 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 actually grab the gold of an international competition. Mm-hmm. Well, I think University was the interesting and exotic experience. So we we, we were traveling to China to Taipei for uh, for uh, almost two months and. And I think not only because I managed to get to the team after a serious Achilles injuries, but also that we won a gold medal. Uh, and the last time Lithuania won the medal in such a competition was like 10 years ago. And so it was, was we were very happy to manage to repeat this through. Yeah, and Tomas, we asked some of the BCL fans uh, for some questions on Instagram. This one is from at Colinas. He wants to know, uh, what's the difference when you compare last season playing only in the Lithuanian League uh, to this season playing in the domestic league and also the Champions League? Uh, how, mm-hmm. how different is that for a player? I mean, I think for every player is uh, to play more games, it's, uh, it's better than to practice more. I think you have two, two games per week is... It's the be- be- best option for a player. So you just practice a couple times, you play, you play, play. So that was the the main differences because last season I just played one game per week and now we had a chance to compete in European competition. So. And uh, Eva Tua, 27, sorry if I mispronounced your, your, your name. Um, your favorite basketball player? My favorite basketball? I don't know. <laughs> right now, I mean... I have no idea. That was like for growing up, of course, like for everybody was Michael Jordan. But uh, I don't know I got many players now to I'm, I'm checking, but there is not like one top player. Okay, and uh, bringing it back to Lid Cabellis, you're in a difficult group, but you have the next three games at home. Uh, what does the club need to do to keep this winning streak going? I think as as our coach always saying, we just need to to do our basic things, just to to play one one defense and uh, always losing to every team or offensive rebounds. So if we are fixing these things, we had uh, great chances, especially at home. 
and and to finish off, uh, maybe the goals for the club uh, this season, maybe both domestic, both in the BCL, mm-hmm. and as far as the uh, the domestic league, what would you say the goals are? I think in, in the BCL is just to, to make the second round, and 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 in Lithuania we 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 need to to be in the top four and to try to make them play in a final or at least for third place. What do you what do you think you need to do to to, uh, to reach the the playoffs in the uh, in the BCL? Well, I mean, as I told before, so we just need to to do our basic thing, everybody. And as I said, it's a new team. Everybody need to get used to each other, and we just need to be more as a team, and everything will be fine. All right, fantastic, uh, Thomas Thomas Dimsha. Thanks a lot for. For coming on the show again, congratulations on the two victories in a row in the uh, in the basketball champions league, and uh, good luck over the the rest uh, the remainder of the regular season. Thank you. All right. Thanks again to Tomas Dimsa for joining us on this week's podcast. Thanks again to the fans who submitted some questions via Instagram. Uh, Dave, any anything in particular uh, from that interview stand out to you? I remember him coming to uh, to Germany um, back in 2015, and I thought that was a really yeah, it was a pretty pretty brave move. You know, a, a Lithuanian. I think he was about 25, 21 years old then, and and coming over to. Uh, to Germany and uh, unfortunately it didn't work out you know I thought it, it was a pretty it was a team that rel- that liked to uh, give chances to young players and I'm sure that was one of the reasons why he he and his agent kind of picked that spot uh, and just injuries kind of uh, doomed him you know and you you know you could tell by the competitions that he was playing with and he was a leader on those teams, you know, Gregonis obviously has done some big things, but he was one of the leaders on that team too. Um, you know, so there was definitely some talent there and, uh, you know, I, I'm excited for him. You know, he mentioned this is the first time he's played internationally, you know, club competition since the early back in his days, uh, with, uh, with Shagiris. So, you know, that's a long time ago. Um, so it was, it was, it was good. And I'm really happy for him to, to be, to be playing well, uh, in this, uh, in this competition. Yeah, it's been good to watch him succeed with this elite Cabela's club, uh, especially over the past couple weeks, getting a couple wins after, uh, you know, the start to the season where they lost to Sasari by only one point. Uh, that loss is looking better and better as Sasari have climbed to five and one. Uh, so this, this elite Cabela's team, they could do some damage. We mentioned it in the interview. They have their next three games at home, including this week going up against Unet Holon. That's a big opportunity for them to get another victory. Dave, looking at the game day seven schedule, there's a lot of big games. This is, you know, we're, we're almost at, we're almost at the midway point of the regular season. Uh, this is a very critical time of the regular season. There are a lot of teams that are two and four who are trying to hang on to, you know, playoff contention. There's a lot of teams at three and three, four and two who want to get a little separation from the pack in their group. So this is going to be a really exciting week. Uh, looking at Tuesday's games, the headliner for me, I think, is Rastafecta. 
versus San Pablo Burgos in Group B. Fecta are four and two, Burgos three and three in that group. Uh, that that's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of offense in that game. Uh, the scoreboard workers will be very busy. Uh, what else are you looking forward to from Tuesday's games? Uh, you know, I th- I think actually Tenerife Bamberg is going to be a great one too. It's in it's it's in uh, Tenerife, so. There's always that long, obviously that long trip for Bomberg. Um, and, uh, you know, Bomberg's been playing really well. Uh, they did lose a game domestically to Ulm, uh, but they've won four in a row. Uh, actually also had a, had a pretty decent uh, winning streak here in, in Germany. Uh, so, you know, they're going to want to go to, to, to Spain and at Tenerife, you know, okay. You know, uh, you caught me last week, you know, who's going to be, who should be number one, if not them, I called them, uh, overrated. Uh, but you know, they, they've proven the last two weeks, uh, that, that they, you know, maybe should have been beaten, you know? And so now Bamberg is going to be going there playing some pretty good basketball. So I think that's a big game. Also, I like that Sasari, um, that Sasari, uh, Manresa game, you know, Manresa, you know, kind of is, is, you know, playing, playing, you know, a little bit up and down, uh, but they're four and two and, and, uh, Sasari's five and one, uh, you know, it's in Italy. Uh, so it should be a pretty, uh, uh, a pretty entertaining one. Uh, and I mean, you know, even Nimbrook, you know, they're, they're going, they're going to, to, to Greece to play Peristeri and, uh, you know, Peristeri is down to three and three now, uh, with three losses in the last four games. So, uh, you know, this could, this could be a pretty big hit for them. Uh, if they don't win this home game. And, you know, like we said, Nimbrick's been playing pretty good basketball. The only game they lost was the one to, to Tenerife. So, um, and, and that's just Tuesday. What, what do you, what's your highlight? What's your number one for Wednesday? For Wednesday, I'm really excited about Anvil hosting Ike. Uh, this is two contrasting styles where we have Anvil, very good offensive team, going up against Ike, one of the best defensive teams in the competition. Uh, Ike also a, a good offensive team as well, but Anvil look to push the pace. They want they want this game to be in the 80s or the 90s. Ike will want to slow it down, keep it in the 60s or the 70s. So that's going to be interesting to watch, uh, especially considering where do you, where do you think it ends? Where do you I think, think it ends? Uh, who who who? Not necessarily who wins. Not necessarily who wins because that might just be a shot at the end, right? But who wins the the tempo? I think I think Ike will be able to control the pace. Uh, Howard St. Ruse is, is a great matchup defensively for Tony Roden and uh, Chase Simon and Ricky Ledeau, some of those uh, explosive perimeter he can't players. guard them all, though. Yeah, he can't guard them all, but he'll he'll uh, he'll shut down one of them at a time. I think uh, that's that's going to be fascinating to watch. I think Ike probably win that one, uh, but it is in Poland. Anvil are three and three. Ike are four and two. So that's a big game. Uh, also on Wednesday, Zaragoza Brindisi is pretty interesting. Uh, Dave, what, what else from Wednesday are you excited for? Uh, yeah, Zaragoza too. Zaragoza playing at home against Brindisi. Uh, also Pauk, uh, you know, we, you know, there were, you know, two wins in a row. Adam Smith just won MVP, uh, two wins in a row. And, and now they're, they're going to, to, uh, to Bonn who, I tell you what, being in Germany, I know that they've really struggled in Germany, and and I was looking at the the try to find them in the standings, and they're in first place in Group D. I didn't even realize it. Um, so you know they've won three or four. Uh, so and you know you know they're a team that I had to go pretty high uh, in that group. So they're they're kind of at least playing in the Champions League how they should be or how I thought they would be. And, um, 
Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's, I think, I think Bond Polk is going to be a good one. And, and I mean, you know, this is the, this is the last chance for Mornar to, to get a victory at, uh, in the first, in the first half of the season. It's a home game. Uh, it's against Gaziantep who, you know, they did, they were able to grab their, you know, grab the, the, la- the last second video, uh, victory last week, but can they, you know, Mornar has been playing some decent ball, you know, they've been unlucky in, in some, in some fourth quarters and stuff like that. So, yeah, man. I, this and then we, and we didn't even talk about uh, Hapo Jerusalem against uh, Telnet, which was obviously a huge game uh, last year. Um, but you know, uh, so just yeah, this. I mean, I mean, I know there's been loads of action every week, but it just seems. I don't know. It seems to me that the that the games are are that much bigger this week, or I should say next week. Yeah, absolutely. And and another one to add to that list: Turk Telecom hosting Strasbourg. Turk Telecom, maybe yeah. the best team in the competition so far. I think I think you would definitely have to put them in the top four, top five. Uh, they're in first place of Group A at five and one. Strasbourg struggling at two and four, and they've lost their last three games in the BCL. But they're doing better in France. They've I think they're on a five or six game winning streak in France. So if they're going to turn their ch- season around in Champions League, this is a great opportunity going up against the first place team in the group on the road. If they could get a big if they could get a win there that would be big for their uh for their momentum going forward and to show that we should we were we were or at least i was correct in in holding their stock (laughs) yeah so we'll see how that goes when strasburg (laughs) travels to turk telecom now they're they're gonna lose by 15 (laughs) (laughs) i I wouldn't be shocked uh we'll see how that one goes uh so that's gonna do it for this week's episode Thanks again to Tomas Dimsa from Lead Cabelis for joining us this week. Thanks for all the fans who submitted f- questions via Instagram for that interview. Make sure you check out the official website, championsleague.basketball, for all of the news and analysis and interviews to stay up to date on everything for the Champions League. The games will be back next week on livebasketball.tv, uh, so subscribe to that. For Dave Hine over in Germany, my name is Austin Green, and this has been BCL Coast to Coast.